Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Insider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show is SB Nation's official podcast about your Miami Dolphins. Check out Finsider.com for more Miami Dolphins content and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with us on Twitter. Jake can be found at jmendel94. Josh can be found at H-O-U-T-Z or just house. The show is made possible by Dolphins everywhere, so be sure to rate and comment, share your thoughts, and let us know how we are doing. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome into another edition of Finsider Radio. Thank you for joining us. Today is Thursday. My name is Jake Mendel. Joining me as he does each and every day is Joshua Houts. Josh, you said it before the show. Here we are talking about the same old shit. Same thing, man. Ten months later and we're still going over this whole Sean Watson thing every day, man. Every freaking day. What What is the old saying? It's along the lines of don't blame the... Don't play with the pigs if you don't want to get muddy. Is is that a saying? Because what I'm feeling is happening with the Miami <laughs> sounds Dolphins. It, sounds like a good I, saying. I mean, they're they're messing around with the Jaguars on the field. They're messing with the Texans off the field. This is a team that had such high expectations, and here they are messing around on and off the field with bottom feeders. And it's hard not to feel like Donald Glover or that dog who's sitting in that house sipping his coffee. Uh, both of them basically are in a room that's on fire. And they're helpless. And that's kind of where it feels like as a Miami Dolphins fan, because the season goes by very quickly. Uh, I think all of us kind of want want things to slow down a little bit so we can kind of catch our breaths. Uh, but each and every day we're hearing more rumors about this and that. And, and the Dolphins are pursuing Deshaun Watson. And Josh, Wednesday was was a little bit of a roller coaster. It was. And I mean, we really are that picture of, you know, the dog sipping the coffee. Um, but Wednesday, John McClain of uh, the Houston Chronicle, I believe, big Houston Texans beat writer, Reported that this trade, you know, they're back in talks. This trade might happen before the deadline, which is November 2nd. And, you know, the whole world just kind of imploded. It was like the nuke button just went off and Twitter was in shambles and Dolphin fans were in disarray. And you just kind of sit back and wonder, you know, like you said, after that decent performance, I mean, I thought he played pretty well against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Came back from that rib injury, you know, completed 33 of 47 passes for 329 yards did again enough to keep that team in the game to have this be, you know, I guess their push and panic button, you know? Okay. So we saw what he did out there and our conclusion was now we got to trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it just seems like an unnecessary uh, dark cloud hanging over this franchise, which it's been that way for 10 months. And uh, I'd make it make 10 sense. Years, Jake. 20 years. Let's, make let's it make sense. <laughs> yeah. Make it make sense. Uh, yeah. The, so, so Watson has been linked with the Miami Dolphins for a long time. I mean, Steven Ross, uh, the rumor is he's, you know, pounding his hand on the table. Uh, he's over 81. And over again. So, I mean, I guess it makes a little bit of sense. You're 81. You invested all that money, but 
Right. It's the same thing with the Heat. You know, there was always the concern that Pat Riley is consistently trying to win a championship. So they don't really have that long-term vision. And I know building a NBA roster and building an NFL roster are very different. But what Riley did is he he just put it all his chips on the table, right? He, you know, went all in on free agency. If he has to move draft picks, he has to move draft picks. And that is exactly what Ross wants to do. He is someone which this is probably the the one thing I don't like about Ross, because when you see how he uh, positively impacts the community, uh, he helps the team off the field. He makes sure they have the best facilities. Like he puts his money where his mouth is. But I think the one thing that, that bothers me about him is for some reason, we seem to have a competition between all the Miami teams, the Dolphins, and and he and and the arguments come up that that we are a uh, we yeah us us in the Northeast are uh, Miami fans of football and Miami fans of basketball. For some reason, you can't be both. Uh, but Josh, do you see Stephen Ross really pushing down here on wanting someone like Watson? Because we can go back. We have Nadama Kinsu. Uh, there's rumors coming out that that was 100% Ross. Um, there was rumors that both Chris Greer and Brian Flores wanted Herbert and Ross wanted Tua. So there just seems to be a lot of opinions where a lot of people are simply trying to save their ass. And I think that's what this is. I mean, I think if anything, this is Chris Greer and Brian Flores, you know, saying we're going to push the panic button. But I guess, Jake, the biggest thing to me is, you know, Ross has been such a hand on guy. You know, he's built all these businesses. He has taken a step back, you know, when making the most important decision. I mean, there are rumors that he wanted Lamar Jackson. I mean, now you're hearing about this. I mean, if this is how he feels, uh, I guess I'd rather him just go ahead and push the panic button, I guess. But um, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem like the Dolphins are in the right situation right now. I mean, if you were going to make this trade, why not cave earlier in the year? You know, when you were one and oh, when two went down with that, well, I guess it would have been one and one at the time, but when two went down with that rib injury at that point, point, if you felt like you wanted to bring him in to save this season, but um, I guess it doesn't make sense. And, you know, there's just different conflicting reports. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but Ian Rappaport, you know, he was just on the Pat McAfee show and he basically said he's hearing different teams are interested in Watson. But um, when he was asked about the two, it's kind of a lower question, which I know we've all heard those rumors, you know, different teams are interested, the Denver Broncos, the Washington football team, Ian Rappaport said the Dolphins are not shopping to a why would you shop to a when you're not even 100 confident you're getting to sean watson again makes no sense but the closer we get to this deadline you know more smoke's gonna appear and, and jake i gotta ask you is this smoke is that all it is because you're hearing a lot of this news and these rumblings it's all coming from houston you know the miami beat writers aren't hearing things like this so uh, what are your thoughts on that because it does seem like it could just be maybe houston driving up that price as closer we get to the deadline now, we can't really blame reporters in scenarios like this because in reality, they're told things, right? Whether it's real or not, they're reporting what they're told. And for us as consumers to use it as we will. And everyone kind of pounced when John McClain came out and said this about the Dolphins making a deal for Watson. And everyone was like, he, he's the guy in Houston. If he's saying it, it must be legit. Josh, Dolphin fans were tweeting this six months ago when, when there were rumors from McLean about the dolphins making a trade with Watson. And I think it's important for us to talk about the fact that this keeps coming up means nothing in the sense of what we've learned, what we knew eight months ago, six months ago, whatever it was, was that Watson wanted out of Houston and the Miami dolphins were one of the teams that he'd be interested in going towards. Now it seems like every week we're coming back here and saying what's new, what's happening. Where's all the smoke coming from? The issue is, I think we're so caught up in wanting something to happen that we don't accept the fact nothing has changed, right? You know, we, we hear the smoke. We hear it sounds like it's all coming from Houston. You mentioned the November 2nd deadline. 
we know a couple things about the situation in Miami. We know some people have given up on Tua. Otherwise, this, you know, forbidden dance wouldn't be happening between Miami and Watson. We know that Ross is very antsy. So when people come out and say these different things, like the Dolphins want to make a trade or Brian Flores and Chris Greer are on the hot seat, you don't think being one in five losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars is enough to put you on the hot seat. I, th- I think we just need to kind of put everything into the context and you hit the nail on the head. The urgency. One thing we've spoken about each and every podcast for the last, you know, since, since they were one and two, I think is the fact this team lacked urgency. You don't go out and make the move for Watson when you're one and oh, or one and one. Now you're in a situation where the trade deadline's coming. And now Houston is saying something along the lines of, you know, three firsts, two seconds. We're not going to have any protections uh, uh, regarding Watson. That just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me from either side. First and foremost, if Steven Ross is has Chris Greer and Brian Flores on the hot seat, why would you let them mortgage more draft picks in order to hopefully build up this team? I mean, that seems like the first issue that I'm stumbling upon here. And that's a great question. You know, I've heard people, you know, maybe counter that with you bring in Deshaun Watson, you know, maybe that entices them. But you're absolutely right. I mean, why? I guess if you let them make this trade, I mean, is that not giving them confidence for another year at least? Because then you're letting them say, okay, well, these are your assets. You know, you're giving them up for this quarterback and you're tying yourself to them. I mean, I guess it all really ultimately goes back to who inside this organization wanted to a tongue of Aloha, but I mean, what upsets me most, and I think what really bothers this fan base is the fact that they drafted to it. They knew his skill set. They knew what he could do. You know, you have to have a nice offensive line around You have to have a certain set of weapons. They really haven't done many favors for him. I mean, they tried to bring in some weapons here and there, but whether it was coaching, you know, whether it was just letting things like this loom over him all season long, pulling him in different games. I mean, they have set him up for failure and you've heard different analysts come out and say that. And I guess that to me would be um, the biggest disservice here is that after what 13, 14 games, they're pretty much close closing the book on him. And again, yes, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he looked pretty damn good aside from that, you know, the, the shitty interception and um, maybe that decision on third and two. So I, I don't know what to think here, Jake, but I guess, you know, it goes back to the point. Maybe the Dolphins are trying to get this done now so that, you know, maybe whatever happens with Deshaun Watson in the legal system. I mean, I, I feel like he has to be found guilty. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't even like to talk about all those that stuff there, but we know how many different allegations are hanging over his head. You know, maybe they try to get a trade done before, you know, he settles out of court and then he's able to play. I mean, I don't know why you make this move now unless, you know, they see a chance to get a player, you know, at a reduced price. And based on everything we've heard, that is not the case out of Houston. Josh, the, the big thing about that though, and I don't know why, uh, you know, people within the organization are, are realizing this is you could put together a, what 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 it's that Madden mode where you get the packs and, and you kind of get players and Mutt team, a Madden, Madden ultimate, ultimate team. team. Yeah. You could let Flores and Chris Greer put together an ultimate team, and it doesn't change the fact that Tua was one of those first picks, right? He was part of their ultimate team. He was hand chosen by this franchise. You don't do anything at the running back position. Ryan Fitzpatrick leads the team in rushing. He leads the Dolphins in rushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and then you got Gaskin coming in, and every yeah, Gaskin. We've said it for years. This the floor is there. I think he's a very consistent player, but he is not someone who's going to take you to that next level. If you are building up these assets and you are picking players, I don't care if you have the greatest quarterback of all time. If you are going to invest two million dollars in the running back position and then put the game in Malcolm Brown's hands on fourth and one, it does not matter who's at quarterback. We could sit here and argue that. Well, Deshaun Watson, it'd be a different situation that might not have been a fourth and one. Every team faces short yarded situations. And what I have seen from the Dolphins is no faith in anybody whatsoever. This is a team that's playing scared. Stone cold Brian Flores is rock bottom Brian Flores at this point. I just, 
there's there's questions about Tua. I think we can agree that if Watson was able to come in and play instantly, this offense would be snap of the fingers better. However, Tua is still an unknown. I like I said in the last pod, I'm open to letting at least let this year finish out. Let's slow down a little bit. Let's see if we really want Chris Greer and Brian Flores being the heads of this organization. And most importantly, let Tua fail, right? If it's fourth down and one, let's know for a fact that Tua is failing, right? Put him in a position where he has to make the play. So we're not sitting here for a year and a half or three years even with the Ryan Tannehills of the world saying, is he, isn't he? When we straight up can see it fourth and one, he misses the throw third and two. He doesn't run for the first down. He throws a horrible interception, right? I just want to see them kind of give it all to Tua, give him the keys because at this point you have nothing to lose. Let him go out there and prove it because what does Malcolm Brown getting stuffed at the line of scrimmage do for your franchise ever? Two years ago, three years in the future, it does nothing. It, it does nothing. And I th- I was waiting for you just to say our, you know, our, our catch little hashtag, let to a cook. But Jake, you mentioned Stone Cold Brian Flores. He's starting to look more like Adam Gase. And I think that's what's so, yep. so frustrating because last year we were all ready to run through a wall. And now we're sitting here questioning him and, you know, starting to think what's next. And I mean, I don't even think that's something that we should sit here and, and harp on right now, you know, sit here and wonder you know, who the next GM could be, because I don't know about you, Jake, but the guy that's been here for 20 plus years and has a, had a say in a lot of these mistakes that have, you know, set this franchise in quicksand and just hasn't, you know, elevated them one way or the other. I mean, he should be the first one out the door. And at that point, you know, are you elevating Reggie McKenzie, Marvin Allen? I mean, we can talk about this weeks for Jake, but we'll wait to do that later down the road. Um, I guess the biggest thing here is, Jake, do you think this trade's going to happen? I mean, do you think that we're going to finish this podcast or, and I'm going to you know, send it out there later tonight and we're going to hear this trade's getting close or different rumblings here because it just seems like you know, you're going to get off Twitter one day, you're going to hit refresh or come back online and you know, it's going to say tweets are unavailable and the world's going to be over because the Dolphins made this trade that, I mean – Honestly, weeks before, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago, it seemed like the fans were kind of in limbo about it. I don't know if you saw it today, Jake, but it just seems like this fan base would be absolutely pissed off to no end if they did that, you know, give up all those assets and brought into Sean Watson when it already looks like this ship is sinking. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. It just feels dirty to kind of bring it back to the top there, Josh. I mean, not only are they losing on the field, it's they're losing off the field. I mean, your head coach can't even come out and defend your quarterback. I don't care if you mean it or not. Like we, we kind of brush past a lot of these compliments coaches give because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to encourage your players, whether you believe in them or not until, you know, you reach that one in five, you know, you, then you say, all right, we need Jared Goff to step up. I mean, we all saw Dan, the man Campbell and that pause he had, but I mean, Flores isn't saying anything. He's got the pouty Adam Gase going on. And we just, I, I just go back to when you, we had all these draft picks and how this franchise was ascending. And now just to be in such a dirty, dirty situation. I mean, Watson is facing 22 civil lawsuits and there are so many players in the, you know, the Tyree kill, the, the cream hunts, there are so many issues with players in the NFL, but the, it's King, right? The, if the money's coming in, that's what's important. I do not want to have a Deshaun Watson talk. I do not want them to make this trade. 
let's reassess this in the off season. There's no point in coming back and, and trying anything, especially to kind of get more egg on your face at one in five, the dolphins have less than a 5% chance of making the playoffs right now. There's no rush. There is no rush. If they didn't do it at one and two, there is no urgency. And if they're urgent now, that is, that's the biggest red, red flag of all. That is my biggest concern with this franchise is if they think at one and five, now it's time to make a move. Yeah. And every week, I mean, we sat there and said, is this going to be the week they pull out the bag of tricks and, you know, feel like their backs up against the wall. And it yep. just doesn't seem that way. There's no sense of urgency. Um, Jake, you mentioned feeling dirty. And I guess, you know, that's kind of the biggest, that's, that's the thing that I think weighs on me the most is just sitting here, you know, I'm a father of two girls, have a third on the way. And just to think of some of these allegations and to think that a team that, you know, 100%. we spent here rooting for 30 years, you know, passionately could go ahead and just, you know, flip that all upside down and make you completely question your, your set, like your own ethics. If you even continue to root for this team. I mean, there's so much weighing on this decision that um, I, I just hate that's hanging over this team. And I don't know if you see it, Jake, but right now, you know, Jalen Waddles meet with the media. They're asking these guys straight up, you know, about these Deshaun Watson rumors. They're saying we're focused on the game, not the rumors, but I mean, it, it wasn't like that before. You know, we didn't hear much Deshaun Watson talk yep. now in these pressers. We heard it today. I think it was with Carolina. We're hearing it now with these Dolphin players. So, um, you know, it's just starting to say, it goes back to the old saying, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And it just feels like at any time this thing's going to engulf and, you know, they're going to make this trade. And it's just going to be, again, that guy in, in the room just sipping on his coffee. Josh, so I don't understand how the Dolphins don't come out on, on Sunday absolutely pissed, right? Not only do you have the short week after London, I think it, I think I remember reading that the team actually requested not to have a bye after London to have one later in the year so they could be rested and healthy for the playoffs. So I they couldn't get fired. That's the real reason. They didn't want to, you don't want to be left over there next to the Big like Ben that. Tower or whatever the hell that clock was. <laughs> I, that is, that it, you might be onto something with that, but I don't understand how everybody is not genuinely pissed at the Houston Texans right now because it is apparent that all of these rumors are coming from them I don't think Miami is a team that wants these rumors these issues to be coming to the surface right now I remember hearing about Bill Belichick and the Patriots there being a scenario that Belichick or whoever would be talking about the deals would say if any rumor gets out we know it's not from our side and we will deny it and we will stop trade conversations right there the way Nick Casario and everything's running over there, it just kind of seems like the same shit show. And now the Broncos are trade rumors for Tua. Washington is trade rumors for Tua. And then we got guys from the Dolphins media coming out and saying, you know, this isn't true. This is all, this isn't factual, but the trade deadline's 15 days away. And the writing on the wall tells me that Houston is doing this to kind of build up that urgency. But man, if I'm the Dolphins, I don't know why, if that is the case, if I was somehow crazy enough, desperate enough to go after someone like Watson, for these leaks to keep coming out, I don't know where you draw the line in the stand and say enough is enough. This clown show needs to stop. And, and that's, I guess, what's so frustrating because they could have done it, you know, after that game against Buffalo. I mean, as we've heard, you know, the Dolphins were interested. You know, there may have even been a trade done, but then all these legal allegations came up, Jake. So um, it just doesn't make sense why you want to shut this down. I guess the last thing we should talk about is, you know, you hear that Houston wants three first, you know, two seconds. I think they the equivalent of maybe players. Are there any players on this Miami Dolphins roster you could see maybe going to Houston? I mean, Xavier Howard's the first big name to stick out. I mean, I would absolutely hate to see him go, but I mean, Xavier Howard would, you know, trim off some of that money that you guess would you pay Deshaun Watson. Are there any players that jump out to you, Jake, that could be moved to Houston in a trade if it were to happen? Well, Miami's four of Miami's most talented playmakers were held out last week, Josh. I don't know if that was legitimately injury. It Uh-oh. seems kind of weird that Devontae Parker, Devontae Parker and Xavier Howard just, just took the trip. I, I, I don't know, Josh. And that this is kind of, I, I want to end on this because this is kind of the tough part about doing this podcast is 
we like to remain professional and it might come off as we're, you know, attacking people for and their jobs and all that. But at the end of the day, we know this stuff's hard. And at the end of the day, we're trying to find that line of emotional fan and someone who, you know, is covering this team. And this sucks. <laughs> this is a, such a shitty situation to walk through. I mean, that that's about as simple as it gets. I mean, for as much as we sit back and defend this franchise and uh, root for this franchise and, and hope for it to do something well, this sucks. I mean, I, I don't know how else to how else to say it. Off, on the field, it sucks. Off the field, it sucks. Ugh. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know where you go from here. You you, tr- you make the trade, you know, it's going to set this franchise back. You know, I feel like no matter what the Dolphins do here, you know, they make this trade too, is going to go on to be a Hall of Famer, just like we all predicted. You know, Deshaun Watson's going to get put on the exempt list immediately. You know, he's going to go to prison, whatever. I mean, is that not just what's going to happen as Dolphin fans? And, you know, I, I guess what sucks most is not even that they're even rumored for this, that we're in this situation at all, you know, after how promising this yep. offseason felt, how, uh, you know, we were sitting here hyping up everything. And, you know, it just seems like, again, no matter what, we're just the same old Dolphins stuck in mediocrity. Just rolling around in the mud with ugh, the, the other teams at the bottom of the barrel change. But I mean, the Dolphins just just for some reason keep rolling in that mud. Thank you, guys. This was more of a little thin slider. We wanted to come out and, and talk a little bit about the Watson rumors again, because we ignored a lot of it, Josh, I think, through the preseason and the to, first yeah. couple of reads of the season. Uh, but I think with, you know, the, the whirlwind that came out yesterday, I thought it was important for us to come out and talk about it just a little bit. I do think it's important to keep in mind. I don't think we've learned anything new. I don't think any, it seems like every week somebody else wants to come out and get their, you know, thousand followers or whatever it may yeah. be for reporting that a trade's coming, but we haven't, we haven't learned anything in weeks. I mean, we know that, that te- the team doesn't trust Tua. We know that Brian Flores and Chris Greer are on the hot seat and, as much as this is painful, I mean, wait all year. I, I think the best thing for the Dolphins is to get through this year. And, and I don't know if they're going to do that and just kind of stick things out or make some sort of silly move. But, but to me, I, you got to just make it through the end of January. Yeah, Jake, and I mean, you're right. We didn't learn too much new, and as always, you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously, Deshaun Watson on a trade block obviously has, you know, a no-trade clause. You know, obviously, you know, the Dolphins at some point had interest, but who knows how legit this is, but – as the trade deadline approaches, we'll certainly find out. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will have our show later this week to preview the Miami Dolphins Week 7 matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Thank you guys so much for listening to Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins